good morning. So here we are on another car ride. So apparently, I hate to give this maniac any type of energy, but I have a hacker. Had him for a really long time, for over 17 years. 17 years are just the years that I know of seeing him, experience him. He tried to hide and then he got caught because I prayed about it. And then he got exposed and he just kept exposing himself until he had to go back into hiding. But life is so good for us right now that he's back. Like he wants to show himself because he needs the attention. It's very disruptive. It's it's a white supremacy sort of thing. He is a white man. He um, He just started harassing me out of nowhere on the internet and then he came off the internet and I got a picture of him and um, it just got out of hand you know we got the police involved this that and the other it turns out he's part of a network that is apparently that just you know uses his resources that he's using against me as a normal person to blackmail businessmen you know we got a call from some hacker tracker it was a really huge thing but nonetheless so every time the last two times that I've recorded um, I have one show, if you look at my, you know, podcast, I can't even see certain things because he has a block from me, but, um, he has, if you look at my podcast, uh, homepage, it has like four, you know, podcasts that I've recorded and I have, but he will only allow me to see three and really two of them. And the third one is recorded twice because he wouldn't let me see it. He kept making it disappear. But obviously my daughter can see it. Nobody in my house can see it, which is very clever of him. But nonetheless, it doesn't even matter. I'm just going to keep pushing because normally I would give up because it just gets so disheartening that, you know, someone is able to really like when they have that saying, the man's trying to hold you down or the man's holding me back. Let me tell you something that is real. You know, I had to move back into the industry of hair because as I was really rocking socks preparing to launch my film company and move into the hot spot as one of the new young you know movers and shakers of hollywood was the story for savoy magazine that i was supposed to be in um the hacker just started deleting my scripts i mean it was crazy so i've experienced some crazy things but most importantly he was able to keep me from being able to make calls out he was able to keep because i lived up in the mountains so i couldn't just shoot to the city like i used to when i lived in the city so Anyway, the bottom line is I'm stalked by a computer hacker. To me, he's known as a man named John Scully. He's apparently was into some boxing. He's in his 50s now because when he first started stalking me, he was already in his 40s, earlier, late, early 40s. So he's like weird. He's got a weird Mike Tyson soft voice. He um, would pretend to be a, um, a cable guy. And he would, you know, gain access to your house and put cameras in there. And now they don't need cameras. It's like way advanced system. So they finally did a show on it. I mean, a, a story, an expose in uh, GQ magazine. I believe it was their online magazine. But nonetheless, if you just Google gang stalking GQ magazine, it tells you everything that I experienced with these maniacs. From the trackers on my car to the cameras in my house I mean it was supposed to drive me crazy but it didn't you know I'm a super prayer warrior what it did was it made me tighten up my spiritual game and so he started getting exposed so he had to go into hiding so he even as far as like we moved to Maryland he came you know he was here and he let us know by putting our bible in in Kelsey's pillowcase and from our car it was missing 
and it's in Kelsey's pillowcase, which lets us know he's in the house in there. He used to do a lot of things. He, we would come back to our place, and our dog would be locked in the room with all the windows closed, ready to pass out in the summertime. You know, he kept opening Kelsey's windows. When we pull up, we'd see her window open, and we'd go in and close it. And one day, my husband called me back to her room and was like, look, you cannot open this window from the outside. Like, this screen is being opened from the inside. So she finally made it to college, and that was supposed to be a big concern, but I went into my Daniel fast that I spoke to you guys about, I believe just touched on in my first show, and I'll touch on it again later when I do my fasting show. But nonetheless, the Daniel fast was just the purpose of, I knew I wasn't going to be able to starve myself to death until I saw her again. So the Daniel fast just allowed me to have a controlled type of eating scenario that was very spiritual, and it was a blessing. And it was really because I knew that she was going to be in a state with extremely mentally ill people that we know already who have stalked us, in addition to the maniac who was just stalking us for no reason. So he did show himself. He tried to delete all of her scholarships, but they notified her and were like, you want to, You don't want your scholarships? Of course she wants her scholarships. So that just let us know he was there, and that's fine, but we're not going to give him a bunch of shine. He wanted me to write a script about him. He expected me. Nope. So if there's issues where, you know, my show isn't showing up or you're having issues trying to listen, just keep trying because, you know, and just talk about it. Tell people about this hacker. Look, you know, into your own life because they're harassing everybody. It's a thing especially if you are an upwardly mobile black person trying to live your best life you know it's a supremacy thing they have all the power and the money to harass people who are trying to win so enough of that madness so um i just really wanted to really get back to since he didn't want to let me show the show or discuss the show yesterday our power is immense as angels we're all angels so as angels, we have the power to speak to our circumstances, move things. And if you cannot move it with a simple prayer, strong prayer, you know, stepping it up prayer, then that means it's time to fast. I talked to you yesterday about a book called The Weapons of Our Warfare, and it's got multiple uh, books in the series. And so the ones that I had was The Weapons of Our Prayer Warfare 1, 2, and 3, and I believe 4. And there's also a book called The Weapons of Our Prayer, Our Fasting Warfare, or Weapons of Our Fasting Warfare. And so these books are books that this man, who was a 20-year veteran of the United States Army or military, I'm not sure exactly if it was the Army branch, but I'm pretty sure it was the Army branch. And he spent his life in the Army. He's always been a, you know, a Christian man who is, loves the Lord. So he used his tools that he was given to become a soldier. He used those tools to become a godly soldier, a prayer warrior. And so he has, he's able to tell you or tell us, you know, he uses prayer and uses scriptures to lock it in. So instead of you just praying, oh Lord, please help me. You're like, Lord, you said, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Because they they will soon be cut down as the grass and wither as the green herb. You said, trust in you, and you will we will bring it to pass that we will dwell in the land, etc., etc. Those are the scriptures that we have to use to cast it away. So my favorite scriptures that I want to just tell you because I have 18 minutes left in my ride. I really want to. I put my makeup on first. I really want to get ahead of this and be able to 
get going, do my discussion with you guys, get my prayer in, and then um, close it out. So it'll get better, but the bottom line is my focus is to help you recognize that as an angel here, if you're confused as to why you're just not making it, why aren't you winning? Like, what is going on? You know, I mean, my kids are crazy. They're acting up. You know, my health isn't the best. My marriage or relationship isn't so great. My friends are acting crazy. Like, things are just, my job is just out of control. Where is the prayer going? Well, it's telling me that you're falling short in your prayer somewhere. And that means that you have to start to do other things. Like, what are you eating? Eating, I've learned, is a huge, huge part in our powerful um, strength or our journey as warriors. We can't just eat Twinkies and McDonald's every day. And I just want to be honest with you. I like McDonald's. I, I know it's terrible and it's horrible and I tell people don't eat that, but the taste is just like there's a little taste there that reminds me of my childhood. So anyway, um, but I can't eat it. It will cloud my penile gland. You know, it will allow me to be weaker. You know, it's disgusting. So the part that's disgusting is the weakness. So what I want to do is today, I just want to focus on what it is. Okay. The name of this show is get focused, stop playing, we're at war, the spiritual war has commenced, the pastors have been talking about it for decades, it's here, and you know why you don't really believe it, because as they said, people will be marrying off their children, people will be building houses, people will be buying homes, doing new things, starting new things, having babies, but woe to the suckling child in these last days. So right now, it feels like the last days for the people in the fires in California. It feels like the last days for the people in the hurricane path in Louisiana and the other states being impacted by that. You know, it feels like the end of the world in countries that are just out of control right now with starvation. There are people right here in this great country because of this freaking fake pandemic crap. And yes, I do believe that there's something you know, out there that they're using warfare, chemical warfare against us. Yes, I believe it. Do I believe it's a pandemic and we should be shut down? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. When Ebola came out, people's eyes were bleeding and we did not shut this world down. So no, there's other things going on and it's just a part of the agenda to destroy things. I mean, people need love and hugs and now we can't do it. People need to see the people they love in order to survive and live longer. We can't do it. So there are people that obviously recognize that this planet is about to be destroyed again because the people who were uh, gifted this planet cannot freaking stop because they're just evil. So frankly, I feel like God should just move and smite them and get rid of them so we can live our best lives. But does he want us to come back to heaven? So angels, I'm speaking to you, the angels who came here with an agenda to make a difference and unfortunately had no idea because maybe our father wasn't able to tell us what was going to happen or maybe he did tell us that we were going to be indoctrinated the minute our eyes opened up and we breathed the air of this earth. I don't know, but what I do know is we have certain powers. And we had a relationship before we got to this planet and they started banging us up with all this indoctrination. 
So the one thing that I know for sure in my heart is that if we were indoctrinated through this, the beatings or the neglect or just the putting that stuff in our eyes when we were born and spanking our rear ends and shaking us up, whatever it is, if we weren't able to remain in perfect peace and to use our powers that allow us to levitate, move things, do things, etc., if we have to work hard to do that, we've been indoctrinated and it's okay it happened let's move on from that and get to the part where we have to fix ourselves you know we have angels angels that were at the father this right hand of the father and they are here and they are touching children they are oversexed and a part of them is speaking the word and, and a part of them is you know trying to protect and help but at the same time they have this other side that is doing things that God would not be okay with. But that's what it is here on this earth. When we look at movies like The Wizard of Oz and, you know, um, just movies that like The Matrix and um, Terminator, uh, you know, movies that say, hey, you know, there's another place. We're not even living here. This is just a part of it all. So, you know, I was saying to my family, you know, I know the power that I have. I recognize that. And I know that I've been indoctrinated. And I see the indoctrination. And it saddens me when I fall short sometimes. And so I know that I have triggers. And I think that more people need to recognize their relationship and their power. So let's just get it real short here. If you have powers that you can feel that you are able to bless others, you're able to just bring greatness into a situation that was dark. Or maybe that's not your power. Maybe your power is healing. Maybe your power is comforting. Maybe your power is super magical where you can actually move things and you know it. Or you can push people's thoughts towards yours or to think what you want them to think. If you have powers and you know that the word that God has given us in his Bible is one of the things that can help us fight the spiritual world that we cannot see, and you're choosing to wake up every day and not use that, and you're not taking the time to pray if you don't need that Bible and you got it all in your heart and you don't need it and you can just cast it down. If you're not taking the time, the indoctrination is trying to keep you distracted and busy because it already knows that you have that power. It already knows that if you do those certain things, which are called rituals, that you would actually be more powerful than the devil himself. So yesterday I was trying to say that I don't want to hear from my warrior friends that I know are angels that have that mighty power that you're overwhelmed, that you're being forsaken or overtaken by the will of others that are not of God. We've established it, that we have, you know, siblings, that we have, you know, um, in-laws and step-parents and parents. We have people who have been indoctrinated to the extent that they are being used on this planet for the wicked kingdom to take us down. And so we have to continue to recognize who we are. And I feel excited because I feel like my, the reason why my father is shining down on me now, like life finally feels like I do have a relationship. God really does love me and I am with him. And I feel like it's because after all the indoctrination being, you know, beaten, you know, by the woman I loved and, you know, raped and harmed and just, whoo, what I went through, you would never believe that I'm smiling like this that I'm so energized and that's why I want to help you. I feel like that I definitely have the credentials to make a difference. You know, 
we broke so many um, family curses, my husband and I, that we, we recognize that we did that and we know how we did it because I made a conscious choice to do it the way I did it. I held on to God and I got closer to him. I started with Proverbs because that's what a woman that God used to tell me to get into my Bible, who gave me my first Bible, and she was a white woman. And she was a client. I worked at a really expensive salon. I was their only black hair designer, little shampoo girl. I was about 18 years old or 17 years old. I was 17 years old at the time. And she gave me this book. She said to me, can you go put money in my meter? And I was like, sure, absolutely. And she's like, and I want to give you a Bible, so I want you to get out my trunk. It's the third car from the corner. Here's the keys. I go to the car, and it's a shiny red convertible uh, candy apple red Rolls Royce. And this lady, I'm talking about no makeup. She just spent a lot of money on her hair. It was very plain Jane, parted down the middle. She just got colored to cover her gray. But otherwise, she's real simple, simple, sweet dress, white lady, very sweet to me. And I was just all over the place. And so she was ready. She asked me if I was ready to accept the Lord and to move into my purpose. And I was like, yes, I was 17. And so she just gave me this Bible and told me to start with Proverbs. And she told me to start on the first day of the month and read a proverb a day. And that's what I did. I listened. So I want you, if you are already a Bibling human who recognizes your power through God, and the Bible and you're just falling short because the world is just getting overwhelming and you know the amount of people you have that you thought were of God they're moving off to go really be where they're at chasing materialism chasing all the things that they really were going to do because they're not of God they're here on this planet to get that money and they're so torn and I feel sorry for them because this isn't the time to be torn so for you who already know I need you to wake up and get in your Bible immediately don't get into nothing else if it's before the sun comes up, chart your path and know if you're going to fast or not. Is this situation so serious you need to fast? Then do that. All right? And so start starting your path, binding and loosening. What do you need to bind today? What do you need to loosen? Who do you need to be on your side to see you for who you are? Who do you need supernatural favor from? So here's the prayer. Before I get into that really quick, because I'm driving, I get a little distracted trying to focus on the road. Um, I want to be able to also talk to those who don't know God and or trying to or feel like they need to because things are going crazy and they know that they need to get into this something. Okay, so it's time for you to get into your word. But before you do that, I want you to first, because you have to start on the first of the month. So I need you to first get into your Psalms. And I want your first Psalm to be the first Psalm. Psalm 1. I want the next psalm to be Psalm 23. And I want you to use that psalm as your psalm that you use before you go to sleep. The next psalm I want you to use when you're feeling a little stressed. Maybe your coworkers are bothering you. People are making you feel comfortable. You see another people winning and you feel like you're not. You know, Psalm 37. So um, when you are feeling like, you know, it's scary, like you're afraid or, you know, you don't know what's going on. God, where is he? Psalm 91. If you're forgetting what his plans are for you, then I need you to just jump over to Jeremiah 29, 11 real quick and read that. Okay. Habakkuk 2, for those who are ambitious and they're trying to get somewhere, go ahead and read that. So I'm not a Bible thumping person and I don't have a degree in theology, but I might decide to go get that. What I do know is I've lived in hell. I've lived in places in Baltimore. We thought we were going to die. 
but God lifted us up and, and that was the biggest fight we ever had and we beat that okay so I'm coming into where I have six minutes left of this journey so let's get a little prayer in dear Lord we come before your throne of grace petitioning you on behalf of this day we ask that you send forth your mightiest most powerful angels that never lose a battle to encompass about myself my family those I love those who love me and those who struggle in a mighty hedge of protection those who don't know where you are that have been talking to you and you know why you're forsaking them but they need you so I'm asking you to allow me if they're not harming people molesting kids beating kids you know hurting old people then I ask that you allow me to stand in the gap right now today for those people and that you touch their lives and bless them to find you to make way send forth your angels on the ground to Kelsey Star Acres wherever she is right now and encompass about her and bind up any wills, spells, and incantations sent forth to cause her or anything that she's doing harm. Send forth your mightiest, most powerful angels to encompass about our employment, about our loves, those we love and those who love us. You said that only with our eyes will we see the destruction of the wicked, but we will not partake in their suffering. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for everything you're doing, Lord. We thank you for everything. We thank you. Lord, bless these hands. Bless them to go forth and make a difference in this world. Bless us to walk in our purpose. Bless this, Lord, that we are saying today. Bless the words that we are sending forth. Bless them as they are blessed in heaven. They are blessed, in the, blessed on earth. They are blessed in heaven. Lord, I love you, and I thank you. And I thank you for the people who are listening. I would love to play some music for you, but right now I guess God is telling me that forget the music. We need to talk about our focus, and that is that you have the power already. Stop playing games with your life. Your children need you. Don't allow them to be disrespectful. You're playing games with their life. There's a certain obedience level we have that we have with our God. Don't play games with him. Know him. Get with him. It's not a joke. I don't know what people are thinking right now when you're looking at what's going on in this world, but I see a mess, and I'm thankful to be blessed in it. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you, and I pray that you have the most amazing day, and that no matter what anybody tries to do, they're, they're dogged, that they're confused and confounded, but we're not. We're convinced that God is real. Have a great day.